Welcome back, shooters, to another episode of the Shooters Touch. This week, we bring on brand new head coach at DMAC and Boone, Blake Sanquist. Blake spent the last 12 years as a associate head coach slash recruiting coordinator at William Penn, where he also played. Had an interesting come up to him coaching at William Penn. As he was a player, as he was enrolled in school, he actually um, accepted the, the coaching job as a JV coach at William Penn, where he really found his love for coaching. Um, as talking to, to Blake on this podcast a short time we did, you can really tell he is passionate about basketball, knows the game, and is ready for this first head coaching job that he's got. We ask him about his childhood as usual, his playing days, and what he's learned as a coach, and he drops some great nuggets for younger coaches, how to come up in the industry, uh, what to expect, and all that good stuff, as well as why does William Penn throw toilet paper on the court after the first basket against Grandview every year? We get that question answered as well. I know you're going to enjoy this. Here is Blake Sanquist. I got shooters touch. I was getting, I was getting a lot of no letters, and I kept some of the letters because it was like motivation for me. I was young in my coaching career. I did know that those guys I was coaching, this was their one opportunity. If you really want the players to like you, just make them better. If I want to keep playing this game, you know, as a job, I, I have to continue to get better at that. You have to figure out a way to carve out some value that you have that you can bring not only to your team but also your profession. It's really good information and I pick up little nuggets all the time. For me it's all about confidence man. You have to have confidence to be a shooter, to be uh, a basketball player in general and to have success. It's all about confidence. If they walk a mile in my shoes then they can ball like I do but my game different not the same with it. I travel now y'all just change pivot. Coach Sanquist, welcome to the Shooter's Touch. Thanks for having me on, guys. Coach, we're excited. We're excited to have you jump on. Obviously, big news um, for you taking the head job up at DMAC. Along with that comes a lot of transitions. Um, we'll get to the basketball side of things, but uh, we want to know family side. What uh, uh, transition going to look like? I know you got three kids at home, um, a wife helping you out. And so what's the plans uh, for the family here in the next coming months? I wish I knew, but uh, it's going to be interesting, man. Uh, it's going to be a puzzle we're putting together. Uh, we're going to get a, we're going to get a house up that way, and uh, you know, it's not going to be done till October. So we'll probably be some dorm life, and my kids are actually super excited about that because they'll think they're living with the players and all that. So it, it might not actually be too bad. We can save some money for a while. So uh, it'll just be a lot of moving parts, and my two-year-old daughter might be living in Pleasant Hill part of the time with my parents and. But we'll, we'll get there, man. It'll all be worth it once we can get settled down. Well, and experiences like that uh, will be a lot of fun. And uh, I think ultimately probably end up bringing you guys together um, and, uh, and something you'll look back fondly on, especially when it's only for a short window. And <laughs> when you're not like, hey, remember the two years that we spent living in the dorms? Like, you're like, hey, you know, we could do we could do five, six months. Like, that's no big deal. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It won't be too bad. That's good. That's good. So, so what, um, obviously, you know, we talked about this a little bit, but what has the last week looked like for you? Yeah, man, it's, it's been a mix of emotions, uh, super bittersweet, but, but very exciting, um, for our family. Uh, this is obviously a dream come true for me to, you know, I've always wanted to be a head coach. So I, I can remember being 24, 25 years old and 
applying for the head job at Clark University in our conference and thinking I was ready for that. You know, looking back on that, I know I wasn't, um, but you're young and dumb and, and excited you think you are. But, I, I mean, the, the past 12 years of William Penn have been amazing um, and so many special people. And then we were uptown the other night. They had this little sweet corn serenade, small town type of deal, I'm sure you know. Um, yeah, we couldn't go five steps without somebody stopping us and, and just congratulating us. And at the same time, they were sorry to see us leave. So, uh, it's been a wave of emotions, man, but uh, super excited. And I, I can't wait to get started tomorrow up at DMAC. So tomorrow's a big day. Nice. Yeah, That's awesome. That's it good. is, man. It's uh, I've been itching to get to it, and I'm excited, man. I've been talking with the players over the phone, and they're all excited. And they've been wondering who the heck their coach is going to be. For Plutz got that job like a month and a half, two months ago, you know. Um, yeah, like we, like we mentioned there, coach, uh, obviously, uh, a little bit of transition there, but let's transition, uh, way back. Um, you mentioned that, uh, parents are from Pleasant Hill and obviously, you know, that's where, um, where you grew up as well, but what was childhood like? Um, and, you know, we talked to a lot of coaches, uh, who, who were hoop heads, you know, only play basketball. It was basketball, basketball all the time. Uh, what was, I guess, neighborhood games like, what was your childhood like growing up? Yeah, yeah, we were in Altoona and Pleasant Hill my whole life and uh, basically had the same childhood friends the whole time. And we were, you know, for me, it was basketball and baseball. I have a minor heart condition, so I couldn't play football like the rest of my buddies. They ended up being state runner-up, so I, I couldn't be a part of that. But, you know, we had some really good baseball teams and, and basketball teams. We all played together. We didn't really do too much of the travel circuit stuff. I played a little bit with the attack back then. Um, but other than that, we were, we were all Southeast Polk, you know, and it, we, were, we were best friends forever. And uh, so it was it was great to grow up with those guys. And they've all been hitting me up and excited that I'm kind of moving back up this way and talking about linking up a little more often. Because, you know, you guys know you get older and older and it's it's far it, it's harder to get together. And uh, so they're excited for me. It, it for sure is. And, you know, with with family and stuff like that and, you know, you add in the the life of a basketball coach, mm -hmm. you know, recruiting and, you know, kind of kind of always being on that, that. That makes it tough, too. But that's exciting. I guess out there and and in Pleasant Hill, was there a, like a, a court that you guys met at? Was there a park that you guys always met at to to hoop or what? Did, yeah, uh, yeah, What was that we, like? Yeah, when we were younger, we had the Altoona YMCA. Uh, now it's called the Altoona Campus, and man, I remember playing up there with my buddies, and we were always playing against like older, like old man's league. Um, I can <laughs> I I always remember some of them old heads getting mad at us, and one dude I think laid me out one time. And, I mean, it, we were just competitive as hell, and. Uh, you know, then we had Orange Planet. Dave Charleston owned that in Pleasant Hill when we got oh, to yeah. high school. So there was a couple yeah. of spots that we hit up. And, uh, yeah, man, it, it was fun. We had a blast. A lot of dunk ball. And those were the, those were the and one basketball days where we thought we yep. could street ball, too, you know. Oh, yeah. Good documentaries out on Netflix soon. I'm excited to see that. Yeah, you know, I was just going to mention that, that uh, I'm excited <laughs> for that one, too. Um, well, that's good. And, and you know, it's, uh, it, it's, it's, it's always interesting. You know, you walk into a YMCA. You can walk into any YMCA, and the competition is going to be different there. But, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. expectations that, you know, there's no, no free layups. Um, yeah. You know, it's always good to know walking in there uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, with that as well. But uh, I guess as far as hoops go, you know, how was the, how was um, the high school career? Um, obviously, uh, you know, we can get into college and mm -hmm. stuff like that. But how was, how was, um, how was high school for you? you know, as far as basketball goes? Yeah, it was, it was good, man. And we had a new coach, BJ Windhorse, who's now at Valley. I mean, he's won a state title and done an incredible job. He's a Hall of Famer someday. I was fortunate when I got to high school, he actually literally just got the job. Um, and and uh, he was turning things around really fast. And I ended up starting my sophomore year. And, and we were up and down. And junior year, same thing. And going to my senior year, we were primed for a big season. Had a chance to probably win the conference. You know, 
literally a week before practice starts. I'm, I'm working out on a Friday night. There's no football game to go to. And I, I go up to try to dunk at the campus and I break my foot. Um, <laughs> end up missing, you know, most of the season. I think the team went two and eight during that time and we fell behind the eight ball. I and mean, I, I worked my butt to get back and played 75%. Ended up missing a last-second shot to probably take us to state uh, against Adam Robinson's team who went on to play football, mm-hmm. I think, at Iowa yeah. and uh, had that Lincoln team. And, uh, so, anyway, it was a good career, man, but that injury really hurt us, and we really never recovered too much from it. So, it was a pretty mediocre high school career, to be honest with you. <laughs> you know, some people might uh, – I guess some people might say there, there's other reasons, but in my mind, that's that's – that's one of the main main reasons why I never tried to dunk was because I was <laughs> yeah. afraid of breaking my foot, you know. So yeah. I just I I just I just shot threes. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good example. I tried to I I tried to avoid that, but then, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, super uh, um, unfortunate uh, with with that injury there. But obviously, um, you played a little bit. What was the uh, was there any recruiting process that that you were going through the last couple of years? What did what did that look like? Yeah, yeah, that that. Summer going into my senior year, I was playing really well, shooting the ball much better. And uh, I, normally I was just past first PG and ran the show. Um, but, you know, Upper Iowa, D2, I just had a new coach, and they were super interested. Uh, a lot of junior colleges, D3, obviously all the D3s in Iowa, uh, NAIs. And when I broke my foot, man, it really went cold. And, you know, William Penn came and watched one of my games when my foot was broken. They didn't call ahead, and they still, they still showed up and said hello. And uh, I always remember that. And, it came down to William Penn and Nyack, which was Brian Martin, who's now a co. He actually yeah. played for my uncle Bobby at Hoover, and uh, great guy, incredible. Um, and it came down to those two, and I ended up choosing William Penn, thank God. Um, no offense to Martin and Nyack, it would have been a good situation too, but ended up meeting my wife. And, you know, I didn't have a great career at William Penn, but ended up meeting my wife and having great kids and coaching career that started there. Yeah, it was a really uh, good teams too. Your guys, your teams were yeah, really right. good, right? I mean, because you guys were yeah. as high as one, two in the nation when you were there, right? Yeah, yep, yep. We were, and uh, yeah, we we had a good team, man. Especially my freshman year, we uh, we were really good. We ended up having first round, we played horrible, had thirty turnovers, and still had a chance to win the game, but ended up losing uh, to Oklahoma Wesleyan, who ended up having a couple guys playing G League ball. But Oklahoma Wesleyan usually have a, has a pretty good has a pretty good squad. Yep. Um, heard their yep. name, heard their name quite a bit. Um, was was Coach Henry there? Uh, when yeah. you were playing then? Yep, yep, yep. He was. He uh, he recruited me, and he actually – so funny story is he uh, he started recruiting me because my uncle was at a coaching clinic. Orv Salman was putting on, old DMAC coach, and my uncle was watching Coach Henry do this. Uh, he was talking at the clinic, and he goes up to Coach – my uncle goes up to Coach Henry after the, the clinic and says, you need to recruit my, my nephew. And uh, shit, that's how, excuse my language, but that's how it all started. Um, crazy story. Coach Henry brought that up to me the other day. So pretty cool. Comes all full circle back to DMAC now. So <laughs> That's just what I was going to say. And then the connection um, through to DMAC uh, is pretty wild on that. And so it sounds like obviously yeah. you got some, some coaching in the blood. But did you know why yeah. you were playing? Um, is this something that uh, you wanted to do, that you wanted to ultimately be a coach when the, when the playing days were done? It was in the back of my mind, uh, especially at the high school level. My goal was kind of be a physical therapist and maybe try to find time to coach. Uh, started taking science classes at William Penn, and I was like, nah, this, it's not for me, man. <laughs> uh, it wasn't too fun doing those bio and chem classes. Like, what does this have to do with physical therapy? But So I changed my major, sports administration, and then did some business stuff. And 
you know, I would, I would uh, bring Southeast Polk teams. I would work with those kids in the summer while I was a college player. And I would bring them down to William Penn for like team camp stuff. And I would coach them in the Orange Planet Summer League for BJ Windhorse and really started to like it then, man. And then I, you know, as my career went along, uh, my fourth year, I had to have knee surgery and I wasn't ready to play for that season. And coach Henry asked me to coach our JV team. And I was like, you know, that, that'd be a great idea. So, you know, I'm, I'm taking, you know, 21 credits in the fall and 18 in the spring, and I'm in charge of 18 players and three assistant coaches. You know, I learned how to handle things pretty fast, but it was an amazing experience. I fell in love with it. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, that's something that uh, uh, great experience, obviously, at that level. Um, a little bit of yeah. you talked about experience thrown into the fire, um, you know, whether you're ready or not. I mean, a lot of people talked about on the podcast coaching right after graduation and having guys, you know, that were, you were just playing with, I mean, talk about just playing with now all of a sudden yeah. you're, you're coaching these guys. And so was that a little bit of a yeah. transition to understand that like, Hey, I can't, I can't probably go over and game with these guys all night. Like I got to like prep and get a, yeah. get a practice plan together. Yeah. There was, I mean, there was kids that were older than me when I was coaching early in my career, you know, and, uh, um, that's, that's something you have to deal with. And, and sometimes you have to treat those guys differently. Um, you know, it's, 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 you know, you just got to play the game and, uh, and know who you're dealing with and who you're coaching and, and who can be handled in certain ways and understand that you're still a young buck and you got a lot to learn. And, uh, at the same time, you got to hold yourself and hold your ground and, and, uh, hold guys accountable. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, looking back at that time, I guess now, now veteran coach you or head coach you, um, what, uh, what would you tell yourself back in that situation as far as, you know, early on coach, not necessarily coaching, I made players that were older, older than you, however, but you know, the first couple of years coach, what, what would, what would the, you now tell you, tell yourself back then? Yeah. I, I would just say, just be yourself, you know, and uh, you don't have to try to be your boss. You don't have to try to be some coach you emulate on TV. Just, just be yourself and, and let it come naturally. Um, you know, I think that's the big thing I learned early on. Um, you don't have to be that guy, you know, just, figure out who you want to be along the way, figure out who you don't want to be as well. Um, and, uh, and, and just take it naturally. Yeah, that's good. That's great advice for all young coaches. Um, so you, so you changed the degree business, business management and physical education. Uh, so were, was there any thought of maybe the high school level or were you college or bus once you kind of got a taste of what it was like to coach at the college level? Yeah, I've always had high school ball, you know, at the back of my mind. And, uh, man, if I wouldn't have got the DMAC job, you know, it probably would have happened sooner than later, you know, and, uh, but now I'm, I'm in that for the long ball, but, uh, yeah, high school ball has always, always been in my mind as a potential situation. Um, and maybe 20 years from now, maybe that does happen. I, I don't know what the future entails. Um, but I think there's a lot of really good high school coaches out there in situations, but, uh, you know, for now I'm, I'm, I'm pretty solid on, uh, staying with, uh, with college ball. It's a lot more fun when you can recruit your guys, you know what I'm saying? Rather than playing off of what's in your town. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I'm, I'm glad you bring that up. Cause I mean, that's uh, kind of the next part. I mean, two steps, obviously you, you go into the GA position and then uh, ultimately into kind of the recruiting coordinator, um, associate head coach and uh, your time there on staff. I mean, you guys continue to be successful, continue to bring in some dudes that could really play. 
And so mm-hmm. what, what kind of experience or what did you kind of take away from that recruiting side of things? And maybe do you remember you have a, a recruiting story first time out when you're like, okay, uh, this, this, this whole thing is, is real. This is not as easy as it looks on TV or what the coach explained it to me to be. Um, so what was recruiting and being out on the road? Like, man, there's a lot of recruiting stories, good times, fun times, bad times. Um, but yeah, it, it was a blast, man. I dove right into it. That's the one thing I've, I've loved doing. Um, I, I love building a team, um, almost a GM mindset. And my, my, my mentality has definitely changed over the years um, in that. And, uh, you know, a big thing I think a lot of coaches, especially young coaches, should to think about is, you know, build your team in a methodical way. Don't just load up on talent. Um, when I was younger, it was like, let's get as loaded as possible. And there would be years when we would have five to seven D1 transfers, man. And we'd have some serious talent, like dudes from Miami, Mizzou, Fresno State and stuff like that. Um, But when you do that, um, you know, there can be ego issues and you can create bigger issues than you even need. Um, And, you know, I I learned from that in the last three or four years. uh, I was much more methodical in how we designed our recruitment and who we were looking at and taking. And uh, it paid off dividends. and Our our record shows for it. You know, we didn't we didn't have any big time national tournament runs, but I mean, we was it was pretty smooth sailing to coach those guys yeah so but i mean there's been a lot of times i've been on my birthday i've in april i've i've been doing in-home visits or you know halfway across the country and and facetime my wife and kids you know that's just kind of what you sign up for and it's fun but uh there can be some trying times too yeah definitely and uh, you know you you mentioned you know the teams you know talent that you guys have have had up there in oscaloosa um you know, just obviously paying attention to that um, over the years, had some really good team, really good players um, and the records show that. But what about um, a couple of things you learned from coach Henry? Um, obviously you were, you were, you were with him <laughs> as a player, a coach. Um, what are, what, uh, what are one or two things that maybe you took away from your time with him? Yeah, definitely. And the number one thing that comes to mind is just making your program like a family. Uh, he's done that from day one since I was a player um, up until all these years of coaching. Um, you know, he's, he's embraced that. And uh, we really take guys in and try to make it more about being a family. Uh, stay away from making it more like a business. You know, you hear so many stories about how things can get ugly, especially at the higher level, and it's more like a business than a family. And, and so that's, that's, that's absolutely number one. And, and then his, his playing style, um, he changed our playing style in my uh, third year there when we were playing. We started playing fast. And, uh, man, that was the beginning of we didn't even know what to led the country in probably 10 of the last 12 years so those are the two major things for sure that's always yeah that's always huge too and being able to see for being there as long as you were able you were kind of able to see the ride and so you know a lot of times in this business you'll spend one or two years or three years you don't really get to see Mm -hmm. the whole climb and the whole transition and be able to pivot and so how do you think that's going to help uh, set things up for you now at DMAC and obviously recruiting and getting talent. And as you said, having that GM mindset is still going to be very big, uh, mm-hmm. you know, things are a little bit different, but uh, so what do you think? What do you, what are you most excited about that you've taken from your time at William Penn and be able to instill in your own program? Yeah. A lot of what we did there is what we'll do at DMAC. Um, I am more excited to be able to actually recruit some of the top kids in Iowa um, I mean, I tried for many, many years. It's just difficult to get them to William Penn right out of high school. Um, so that's a that's a huge part that I'm super excited about. The guys that don't go D1, we're going to be all over. And, you know, even if they go D2 or something, if they were to transfer, maybe we'll get them on the bounce back. Um, so I'm super excited about that. But, yeah, the GM mentality is still there, man. And 
And thankfully, I'm following two guys that did an incredible job of establishing a great culture and, and dudes that were, could recruit really good players. Uh, Brett Putz and Josh Sash are, are two really great friends of mine. Josh, I've known since, man, I first started coaching. He's been a mentor to me because he was a William Penn guy. And then Brett and I have gotten to know each other over the years, just being Iowa guys and connections and whatnot. And, and he's, he did a heck of a job and it paid off and he got a really good job with Indiana State. And I'm so happy for him. And um, tough acts to follow, man. Um, but it's going to be fun. And, uh, you know, I look forward to the challenge. We talked a little bit about, um, you know, what, what, what the last week has looked like for you. But um, so what was it like when that job opened up? Was it a no-brainer apply? Um, was it, you know, hey, maybe I think about this and then it, you know, all of a sudden popped in head that, yeah, I, I need to do this. Uh, what was that like? Yeah, Brett called me right away um, and kind of gave me the heads up because I was involved when he got it. And I, I was super happy for him, and, and I really wanted that time too. But obviously, he was the right hire at the right time and, and did a tremendous job. But it, it was, man, for me, it was like this is the this is one of those jobs that that I'm willing to move for. Um, we've had lots of opportunities along the way. Our family has, and it just hasn't been the right fit. Um, but this one checked all the boxes. It's still close to family. Um, it's, it's funded well. It's got great facilities, uh, great su support system, great AD. I mean, just all around. Um, so we were, I, was, I was very excited. I was all in and did everything I possibly could. I had a lot of people call for me and send emails. So it was, it was, uh, it was go all out for sure. That's good. Good to have that. Uh, good, mm -hmm. good to have that back. And then as you, as you mentioned, you know, big shoes to fill. But, um, uh, you know, it's, it's great. I mean, just my opinion that, you know, the, the coach, the former coach called you about it mm -hmm. um, and said, Hey, this is, this is something you need to do that I, I think you'd fit into. So that's yeah. gotta be a vote of confidence a little bit. Oh too. yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm still talking to him. We, we talked several times a day and a couple times I'm probably bothering him too much. And I apologize to him for that. <laughs> then he, he's also trying to help me find players. So it's, it's a really good relationship, man. It's going to hopefully make for a seamless transition. That's good. Yeah. That's good. So you, so you mentioned Monday or tomorrow now yeah. is, is the first day we're recording this on a Sunday night. Um, what's uh, what is number one thing you're going to do tomorrow morning? Yeah, we, we actually have a visit. <laughs> we have a visit. We have a kid that uh, uh, was committed to me at William Penn and I already talked with coach Henry. I uh, got approval for to have this kid visit and check out it. And I think he'll end up coming, but he's a six, eight lefty that went prep. He's an Ankeny kid. Um, so I'm excited to have him in and, and meet a lot of the people and staff there on campus. And I don't know what BJ has planned for me. Uh, we'll see what he, what he says. Uh, I gotta, I gotta check out the dorm where we're going to be living and, and map out all that. So I'll probably be in the office, man, until eight or nine o'clock at night. And, you know, my family's still back in Oscar Lewis. So there's not much else to do. So have you had an opportunity to just kind of talk and text with the guys and those guys coming back, or you guys been doing some zoom calls and some of that stuff? Have you, have you started to form those relationships? Yeah. Yep, I've called everybody and talked to them. And then we also started a team chat. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's been going really well. Uh, they were all really curious of, of who was going to get the job. and um, So they were very excited. And all the conversations went very well. And they are all ready to get to campus and get to work, man. It's, it's going to go fast. I and mean, sure enough, we're going to be in our jamboree here in a couple months. Pretty crazy. Yeah, you will. Your uh, the timeline will definitely be a quick one for you to get going. But sometimes that's a good thing too. You don't have yeah. uh, a lot of opportunity yeah. to overthink it, or the boy, the guys same way too. I mean, let's just let's just get on the court and start playing some basketball and figure this out as we go. And um, like you mentioned, obviously a lot of success. And so those guys and those guys coming back, they know how to win. Um, they've won a lot of basketball games already. And so 
uh, just be fine tuning and, and putting your touch on things. So, Hey, so I got to ask this, the, the championship products, um, that William Penn, and I know that you were heavily involved in how, how where does the connection with that? How did that all come about? How are you guys doing all these instructional Man. videos down there? Yeah. So Tom McDonald was super close to coach Henry and I, um, so he, I, man, I think it was probably back in Oh four. Okay. Uh, probably I mean, my guess is Tom reached out to coach Henry and, and they needed NAI guys to be able to do the videos because back then NCAA kids couldn't, right. um, but they used the NAI guys and we just kept that relationship over the years. And I mean, we'll do Nike clinics where they use our players, uh, up in Minnesota, Des Moines, whatever. And then we'll use, do the videos. And then I did all access videos for them where I would go and be the kind of the middleman between the camera crew and then the staff. Like I spent four days with Bill Self and Larry Brown and John Calipari, like some of the guys I met, man, like Bob Knight, like it's been crazy and, and super cool. And I remember Bob Knight smacked me so hard in the back of the head during a <laughs> video we did with him, man. I, I'm telling you right now, I believe all the stories, but no, it was so cool to learn from some of those guys. I mean, Bill Self is talking to me about how he knows how good William Penn is. Like, for him to say that, that's really, really cool, you know. Um, so, it's, 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 it was a crazy good experience, and we still have that experience to this day. We just did the Nick Nurse video last fall. He was awesome. You know, you think, you know, NBA Coach of the Year, world champion, he might be arrogant or something like that. Nope. Absolute down earth, great dude. So, it's been great, man. It's always interesting, like when you see those videos, and like you said, it'd be some some big name coach, and I was like, that state, that's about William Penn, and like they're yeah. using your players and in your gym, yeah. like, you know, this is seven eight years ago. I had no idea what was going on. I'm just like, man, that's that's crazy. But uh, yeah, yeah, that had to that had to have been a really neat experience. And then I know you did a lot. I mean, you obviously you're just a huge hoop head. You just love this game because you're doing you were you did some time with TNT and did some AU <laughs> like summer stuff as well too. So yeah, um, just just can't get away from it. Or what was the deal with uh, wanting to mix yeah. up in the summer? Yep, yep. Uh, Tim Scurrying, who is now the Mount Mercy women's coach, still does his TNT5 stuff, and, and Iowa Prep, I think is what their AU program is up in Cedar Rapids area. Um, but, yeah, he, he got me into it, involved. And it was about making money and, and being around the game. And, you know, as a GA, you don't, you don't make too much money, man. And uh, that was kind of a summer gig. And there would be mornings. I'm leaving at 4 a.m. to drive to La Crosse, Wisconsin. I'm working out dudes till 4 in the afternoon, then driving home. And, I mean, it's a grind, man. Some of these, some of these young cats um, that are trying to get into coaching, you got to understand how serious it is. And, and you really got to put in the work. And, and eventually, if you do, it'll pay off. That's that. I mean, absolutely perfect advice that we, that, that we get from, you know, many coaches is, you know, if you're, if you're in this game, uh, you know, you gotta be able to put the time in and, and, mm -hmm. and you know, obviously do the work too. But I mean, obviously we, we've talked about, you mentioned it a couple of times here, coach, that those connections too, um, obviously in the end, uh, are, 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 are huge. You, you applying this job and getting all those people emailing and calling and stuff like that. Um, was that in your mind, you know, earlier on in your career that, Hey, I got to connect with all these people. Um, or did that just kind of come naturally? Uh, you know, you seem like a pretty outgoing guy. Um, uh, what did that look like as far as, you know, building your network of, of coaches and stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it was a combination of both. Um, you know, I learned pretty early on, if you don't have the connections, um, it's hard to get guys. Um, and uh, you gotta, you gotta show, especially, you know, trying to recruit Juco guys. If, if you don't have a relation established, they have relationships with other coaches and they're going to send them to other places. So it's super important to get in their gyms and, 
and keep those contacts as much as possible and branch out. And you got to get outside your comfort zone um, in coaching. You know, you can't be afraid to talk to anybody. And uh, that's just the, the name of the game. And uh, um, those relationships will go a long ways. I mean, me, me having the opportunity to have Ben McCollum from Northwest Missouri State call on my behalf for jobs, like that's a huge, huge thing. Um, and that goes a long ways. And I think young coaches need to understand how important that is. And, and don't be fake with it. Just let it come natural. And, you know, if you're sitting next to somebody at a recruiting event, you know, just just talk with them and chop it up with them and then keep in contact with them. So, you know, those those will go a long ways for you. Well, and I think, too, not to not to be missed. Obviously, the network is half of it. And then what you mentioned before is you got to put in the work, too. I mean, that's something that, you know, you got to show up to these clinics and show up to these camps and be out on the road and yeah. do all that stuff. It isn't just like, hey, you should try to connect with everybody and don't don't ever get out there and cut your teeth at all, you know. So yeah, uh, yeah exactly. You've given a lot of advice already tonight, but uh, but what's what's something to maybe that uh, that senior who's you know, maybe in a similar situation, maybe someone has an injury thinking, what am I going to go into coaching? Am I going to try to go into the professional world? What, what maybe some advice that you would give now um, being a seasoned coach 12 years in um, what you've learned, um, what you would do to just continue to, if this is the dream that you want to chase, how, how do you take this one step at a time? Yeah. I mean, even, you know, regardless if it's basketball or not, I, you know, I teach a leadership and sport and recreation class when I was at William Penn. And, uh, you know, the, my huge emphasis to them is find something that you love to do. Um, I don't wake up and dread going to work. I'm just, I, I know this is cliche and everybody's heard it a million times, but I really, really don't. And, uh, you know, a few years ago, I, I almost took a financial advising job. I would have been making six figures and buku bucks, a lot more than I'm going to make ever, <laughs> you know. And, uh, you know, and then when it came time to maybe do that job, my, in my gut, I knew it wasn't for me. Um, I knew I wasn't in love with it and it just wasn't the time for that. And, uh, so find something that you're truly passionate about and, and then, you know, don't be afraid to, uh, you know, to work for not a lot of money right away, you know, let that stuff come and, and, and do odd end jobs until you can make it. Um, you know, and, and your time will come eventually. And, and if you put in the work, it's going to pay off and people are going to see it. Great advice. Great advice. And, you know, that's, uh, what we what we've heard from many season coaches too is that you know that work is is what it's all about. Mm -hmm. If you don't love it, um, it's probably going to eat you up, and you're going to be you know you're going to be done in a year or two. But you know, oh yeah, uh, oh yeah, guys and 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 the women that have been in in it as as long as you have, you know, obviously love it. Obviously love basketball. And, yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's great to hear that from you, and great to hear your story here, Coach. But uh, I'd like to end our end our episodes here with a little section we call rapid fire. Like I said, I don't know if you listen to a lot of episodes, but uh, um, we're going to hit you with a couple questions, some about hoops and some not, and uh, okay. you answer with what comes to the top of your head. Okay, sounds good, guys. All right, Coach, first one here. Um, favorite visiting gym or arena? Um, and you can go playing, coaching, whatever, or one of each, but what, uh, where, for whatever reason, what's a visiting gym that uh, you always kind of got a little, little extra excited to, to get an opportunity to play in, whether it was the fans, whether it was the cool court, the hoops, the stands, whatever. Yeah. Grandview. Definitely Grandview. <laughs> yep. That, that, that's pretty big rivalry. And um, yeah, thank, thankfully we didn't lose a lot there. <laughs> I was just going to say that they usually, they, they, they usually bring a pretty big crowd for that. Uh, William yeah. Penn game. Yep. They do. That's for sure. So since you brought that up, we have this on here too. What's with the toilet paper with the Grandview? What any, any idea? What's the backstory on how that, what yeah. that came about? I'm pretty sure it started back in the seventies and they were just trying to get people in the stands, <laughs> to be honest with you. 
And uh, somebody had the idea on the first made basket that or they were going to throw toilet paper on the court. And it's just become this huge deal. You know, we always thought John Brown is an NAI school that likes to claim they were the first ones, but they were not the first ones. We are the original. That's awesome. And so, just, and, and, <laughs> and, and so just to get everything straight, after the vi- visiting team scores a basket or William Penn? William Penn. After William Penn, William Penn scores. Penn. Yep, yep. They throw yep, everybody. The, the whole crowd throws toilet paper on the court. And then there's a technical assessed every game, right? Yep, there is a technical assessed. Um, gotcha. Yep. And then we take time to clean it up. And yeah, yep. they use them shooting free okay. throws. Yep. All right. I've, I've actually been to that game twice. Yeah. Um, and I, I just, it was a long time ago. So I, so I couldn't remember the, the whole story. Is your brother there, Corey? So yes. Oh, yep. man. He gave us a bucket. Uh, <laughs> were you at the game Man. when they were up 38 to nine at halftime we came back i was there oh, that i was, was there that was, <laughs> that was a fun game man those yeah. i tell you i tell you what uh some of the some of the best games two or three of the best games i've ever seen are grandview william penn games oh, those man. just were just incredibly insane well fun those, games to watch. those those grandview teams were loaded with juco iowa kids that were mm-hmm. really good i mean really good <laughs> yeah they had a good, they had, they had a good squad. Mm-hmm. All right, coach. Um, who's the, who's the GOAT? Who's the greatest basketball player of all time? Oh, Michael Jordan. No question. No, no question, question, huh? No, no, I like that. No question. I like the certainty. <laughs> um, favorite basketball shoe? Uh, Kobe sixes. Yes. There we go. I love it. I'm on, I'm on board with you. Uh, Got Brian, Brian's ears perked up there. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, do or, you know, Air, or Air, or, or Air Jordan three. Sorry. The three, okay. the threes are good. Um, th- like there, there's a huge difference between if I'm going to play, I'm going to play in the sixes because right. they're way more comfortable. But the threes are sick. Yep. So yeah. Yep. I yep. Yeah. I agree. I'm with I you agree. there. Um, do you have a pregame ritual or superstition that you have to do on game day? Uh, yes, I do. I'm not allowed to talk about it when we were at William Penn. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> we do have one. <laughs> it's nothing bad. I, I promise you it's nothing bad. It's just our, our ritual that all the coaches do together before we go out. <laughs> okay, so there's well, something. We'll, there's something but it, there. But it's we'll non-mentionable. Let, we'll let, that, we'll let the, <laughs> the listeners try to figure that one out. But what about you personally? Did you have anything that you had to do outside of before you met with the other coaches or okay. anything? Every time we have a home game, I have to listen to to mob deep shook ones on my way to the gym. Wow! <laughs> and I crank it up very loud. <laughs> I love that. See, that's what that's what we're looking for right there. Wasn't ex, wasn't expecting a mob deep reference I, on this. I know, uh, I know. Not many people would. Not many people would. Jeez, <laughs> like that. What, what's your favorite thing to do outside of? Obviously, you spend a lot of time in the gym, um, and then. Um, I, I'm sure that with the family is, is probably one a, and then hoops is one B, but, yeah. uh, what else, what, uh, what else do you like to do off, off the court? Like if you ever actually do have a day off, um, what would you set up? <laughs> uh, me and my son are starting to get into collecting basketball cards so that I've really enjoyed. Uh, my wife is starting to question whether it's my son's hobby now or if it's mine. Uh, I tell her it's both, but we are starting to get into that. And yeah, obviously the theme of my family is, you know, I don't golf. I don't, I don't do too much. We, we fish a little bit here and there, but I'm terrible at it. Um, but my son likes to do it. So yeah, nothing crazy, man. I'm a, I'm a little bit of a card slash top shot guy too. Okay. Uh, what's, what's one of your, what's one of your better cards you got? Uh, we've been trying to buy some John Morant uh, rookies, so we've nice. been trying to snag some of those up before the prices go crazy. Yeah, those would be good to have. I I would yeah. guess. 
yeah. Long, yeah. long, good long-term play there on that. Yeah. So you spent a lot, you spent a lot of time down in Oski. You, you know, I know that you'll visit. It's it's not something that uh, you'll be um, that you won't go back to. But uh, Adam and I get a chance to go down there and catch a statesman's game. Where do we got to eat? Where do we go before the game? Tell us a little bit about Oski. Where, where's the spot at? Okay, two spots. Uh, Wood Iron Grill, incredible burger. I mean, yeah. incredible burger. Um, or Tasso Steakhouse. I mean, and they have everything. Yeah, perfect. I'm and in, then we'll uh, we'll check back those. in about a year and let uh, you can fill us in on on, <laughs> on Boone and what's going on. And we should have sure we should have had put. I'm sure we asked puts. We should have asked, pulled his up, Adam, and seen what he said for his spot up and up in Boone. Can find that so, real quick before we get done here. Yeah, see if you can pull that up. But um, all right, Coach. Um, two things. Two more, and we'll get you out of here. One. Uh, oh, you're good. What does uh, what does it mean to you if uh, you or one of your players has the shooter's touch? Oh, what does it mean? Yeah. Uh, we just, I mean, having a shooter's touch means ultimate green light. And I mean, I mean, if they get within a few feet past half court, I'm I'm a confidence guy. I want our guys to have confidence to pull that shot. If they're open, when you pull it, love it. The ultimate, the the ultimate green light. Um, is something that every player wants to hear. Now, not every player should hear that, but every player wants to hear. <laughs> no, 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 they might believe it, but they don't need it. There's uh, that uh, that old saying that uh, it's uh, it's a good shot uh, before the result, right? And uh, it's a good or a bad mm, shot. Yeah. And some some dudes, if you're <laughs> if you're open, it's the, for a reason. Um, so yeah. no, that's that's good. Well, all right, last one, we'll get you out of here. What uh, what are you most excited about? You haven't, tomorrow's a big day. Um, and so this answer might change over the next couple of years. But uh, what are you most excited about, about being a DMAC bear and then ultimately having an opportunity to be a head coach and have your own program? Yeah, man, I'm, I'm just super excited that it's it's at an institution that um, cares about athletics, um, that has the support and the facilities and want to win at a national level. They don't want to just be average you know what i'm saying like the, the expectations are to win and that's the type of place i want to be at um and the, the, i'm most excited about being a head coach is i've been waiting for this opportunity for a long time and uh i am very excited to you know be in those shoes and, and be allowed to stand up on the sideline without some referee telling me to sit down <laughs> you know and the good i know a lot of the referees that do both leagues so i'm I'm excited to see some of those faces and tell them you ain't yelling at me no more to sit down because I did a lot of that and added William Penn and I got tired of it. It's the little things. It's, it yeah. Is, it is the little things. Um, it's okay, kind of interesting. You talked about athletics. Obviously, you know, DMAC is something that is very prideful athletics, um, specifically on basketball, you know, both programs. And so it's a little bit of a unique situation that we have two uh, first-time head coaches, um, obviously with the women's program, um mm -hmm. also also having um a you know a new hire and a new coach and so that's got to be something that you guys I, I would imagine um you know younger coaches are, are excited about building that tradition at dmac yeah absolutely jocelyn's done a great job as the assistant and i'm excited to learn from her because she's been there a long time she played at iowa state knows the area very well so i'm sure i can learn a, a lot more from her than than she'll learn from me but it it'll be fun for us to, to both at the same time get our get our feet wet as head coaches and, and, and hopefully build it together and be very successful. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, Coach, we uh, we appreciate you taking some time and jumping on with us. We wish you the best of luck. We're going to obviously be following along um, on your journey here, especially this first year and seeing how things go. We'll check in. We'll keep in touch. Um, but again, thanks for taking some time and, and best of luck tomorrow. Awesome. Thanks, guys. And, and thanks for all you do for uh, basketball in Iowa. Hey, we appreciate it, Coach. Like Brian said, it was great to meet you. Great to talk to you. And, yeah, definitely uh, looking forward to making it up to some Bears games this uh, winter and uh, following along with the program. So best awesome. of luck tomorrow.